Welcome in to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. With your defending champion, Stirk Daddy, runner up, Cascade Bear, third place, Amelia Clark Fan, D. Sladkey, Bucks and Six, Justin STP6, Lefty79, Andy Pollock, Little Slads, Prince Palmer17, Spaceballs the FFT, and WGL1035. do it welcome into the for the throne dynasty podcast we are entering playoffs week one i'm joined today by two members so for the first time we're able to have a three person crew and we are all confirmed justin st peter fans yeah let's go justin (laughs) so we are joined by Will and Justin today. We're going to take it a three-headed approach. Uh, we're going to talk about the league. Uh, before we even get started, can we pour one out for our boy, Urban Meyer? <laughs> what do you feel about uh, Urban Meyer, Justin? It was a disaster of a hire from the beginning, and they, she shouldn't have lasted as long as he did. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all. That's it. It was just a joke each week to see how much how much more he could fuck up every day. So, did you know but, that he, they had three hi, hiring options? One was Urban Meyer, one was Robert Sala, and one was Brian Dable, the Bills' offensive coordinator, and they picked Urban Meyer. <laughs> And that's why the Jaguars are who they are. <laughs> it's it's just like another sign that college coaches really aren't made for the NFL game. It's a whole different game. Um, it's going to be a good job no matter who they offer it to down the line. I I would love to see like Kellen Moore, who's with Dallas right now, try to maybe get a coaching gig. I think it'd be great with Lawrence, um, obviously for fantasy purposes, but um, yeah, I, my whole perception of Myers just completely changed with him now going to the NFL. He's really not a team guy, like he claims that he is. Um, I'm just glad the, the disaster train is done. Yeah. I like that. Kellen Moore mentioned that you just made, um, the other one I was kind of thinking of also, he's the Buccaneers offensive coordinator is Brian Byron Leftwich. So you know, that'd be great, especially to pair with Trevor Lawrence, get him a good, uh, you know, offensive coordinate, offensive mind that would really help him. Um, Big Wars legend, Byron Leftwich. Yes. <laughs> um, I would think, I would think that a lot of their uh, philosophy might tie into what Leftwich d- did with that organization. So that's a good option too. I kind of saw the favorites and i i think both Moore and left rich left which are like at the top of the list as far as his next replacement don't believe it'll be daryl bevel <laughs> there, uh, brian dable could be uh and you were saying he was one of the three options at the beginning dable has had a great year with um helping out josh allen become who he is now i think that could be a pretty good spot for him too. yeah um, so we'll have to see how that goes. Now, obviously the other big headline has been just the massive amount of people that are going out from injuries and COVID this week. Holy crap. Did you know this guys? So DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner both got injured on the last play of the game against the Rams. Did you guys see that? I know James Conner was like limping when they took him off the field. I the saw only- James Conner. I didn't see a Hopkins's though. Yeah, and the only play that I saw was basically at the end of the game where Murray's just scrambling like 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Um, didn't really see what happened there. Didn't even think they were hurt. 
And that that uh, Hopkins news just hit me by surprise. So that would be a very, very tough one for Andy. Well, we already know that DeAndre Hopkins is out for the rest of the season. That is huge for her team. And then also, if James Conner misses, misses, that's going to be big for D. Slackey. He'd have to resort to Devontae Booker in his matchup against Andy. That's a yikes. <laughs> for both. So yeah, knowing, knowing Saquon, you just you never know. I, I guess it would be a, the worst thing in the world. But no. talk about a talk about a tough start for everybody in their fantasy playoffs this week. Yeah. So if we take a look first at the fourth row, uh, let's talk about the gulag actually. So let's see what Robin Aaron has to say about it. Well, I'm the Lord of the Veil. When I grow up, I'll be able to fight anybody who bothers me. Or you. When we get married, you can tell me if you don't like somebody, and then we can bring them back here and whoosh, right through the moon door. So right through the moon door. We already know that. The final four has officially been determined. It is Ryan, Eric, Billy, and Joe. Ryan, Eric, Billy, and Joe. So what I was going to do here is kind of read off the rosters as of now. And we are now down to single eliminations. I'm curious who each of you guys, so we'll go one at a time, think is the favorite to get eliminated. I think that would be kind of something we could predict. So let's start with Ryan's team. So Ryan right now is going to be trotting out Patrick Mahomes tonight, Josh Jacobs, and Leonard Fournette. I'll even share my screen so you guys can see it. How about that? So we got Ryan's got Patrick Mahomes and Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, who is questionable right now. He might not play. Wide receivers, we've got Stephon Diggs and Cooper Cup. Tight end, he has Gronk. In the flex, he has Tyreek Hill. First of all, why the hell is he in the flex? You do not play Thursday night players in the flex. And then kicker, we have Matt Gay. In the defense, we have the Eagles. So that is Ryan's team. Second, we have Billy's team, who has Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, and Austin Eckler tonight, Debo Samuel and Deontay Johnson, Travis Kelsey tonight, Najee Harris, Nick Folk in the Dolphins defense against the Jets. So those are the first two rosters. Third, we have Eric. He's got Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, and Nick Chubb. Actually, I really like that, that backfield. Chris Godwin and Keenan Allen tonight. George Kittle, Justin, Justin Jefferson, Justin Tucker, and the Cowboys defense. Finally, we have Joe has... Justin Herbert tonight, so there's a lot of meat in tonight's game. Delvin Cook and Saquon, Mike Evans and Devontae Adams, Mark Andrews, Aaron Jones, Harrison Butker tonight, and the Bills. Was there anything at all that stuck out to you, Justin, as being someone that's in danger of those four? These rosters are so stacked, like right now. Not anyone that stuck out with me. Um, I think the injuries and the questionables and the COVID problems will completely change this matchup and we'll have a really good, um, we'll, we'll have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen after tonight's games with all of the people in the Thursday matchups. I, it's going to be really hard to predict who's going to go out. It's all about who goes off this weekend. Will, is you have any thoughts on any of those teams? Yeah, you know, we, we were going over each team's roster. Um and I was just taking a look at Joe's team right now. And, you know, just given my opinion here, I think there's a lot of guys that have a lot of boom or bust potential. Um, guys like Saquon, of course, um, Mike Evans, um, you just never know there. Um, Devontae Adams is definitely a good person to have there as well. Um, Aaron Jones, I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Aaron Jones is becoming now like, the running back too, in terms of points in green Bay, you're starting to see a lot of his carries going towards AJ Dillon, especially when he, uh, you know, he is kind of the bigger back getting a lot of the carries on the ground as the Packers try to be a little bit more conservative. Um, you know, you just look at his attempts in rushing um, since his injury and 
Um, you know, this, they've been trying to keep it nice and light. He had 10 carries against the Rams. He had five carries against the Bears. Um, but, you know, to tell you the truth, I think, you know, just if you go based off of numbers, I think Dylan's been having the better, you know, year production-wise in fantasy and dynasty purposes. So, um, there's, I mean, there's a little bit of concern there, but I do like guys like Cook and Adams on his team to help carry the load. And I, th- I think tonight we learn about Justin Herbert and we, we find out that he is, he is going to definitely be one of those top five QBs uh, moving forward here in the future. It'll be really interesting to see how it kind of pans out. If we look at the waivers, it's just pretty slim picking at this point in terms of how much money's being bid with having four teams left and only three of them even having money at all, including Billy only has a dollar. So most players win for zero, but we had two players that went for five. Joe actually got Devontae Adams for five and then Ryan got Gronkowski for five. And then Joe got Mike Evans for $3 while Ryan got Mahomes for $3. It'll be interesting to see how this kind of progresses knowing that only one team is going to get bounced each week until we are declaring an actual winner. Let's move on over to the For the Throne, and let's talk about some of the waivers that happened there. The first one was kind of questionable. It was Cascade Bear picked up Tyler Huntley for $5. Um, If Lamar is out this week, Jake's on a buy, so I don't understand why he needed to make that move. That was something I was kind of confused by. Um, unless he truly thinks he would start Tyler Huntley uh, in two weeks, or sorry, I should say next week. But I don't really get the move. Do you guys have an opinion on that one? It feels like it's just defense for someone else not being able to get a QB um, just because almost all the QBs are rostered in this league, um, including a lot of backups. But I I don't see him ever starting him either. Mm Mm-hmm. If Lamar does play this week and does get further injured against Green Bay, um, Baltimore goes up against Cincinnati next week. Um, so yeah, it, I, I just looking at you know Jake's team right now um, as I switch over from the Gulag here to for the throne, um, that might just be like maybe another consideration to start um, on his team at quarterback. So um, maybe he had reasoning behind it. Maybe he thought somebody else was going to pick him up. The second move was Justin. He picked up Jalen Rashard for five bucks, and that might be your spot start. Am I right, Justin? Yep. Uh, we'll see if Don Anderson uh, is going to be healthy at the COVID list. But, yeah, he's most likely going to be my spot start if uh, Anderson can't play this weekend. We'd love to see it. Third move was Lefty picking up Missing Crossbar for $5. Uh, any thoughts on why he'd made this move? It's for the toilet bowl. <laughs> toilet bowl, bowl trash kicker. Makes sense. Let's face it. I don't think Mason Crosby will be a Packer next year. He makes way too much money. The Packers are trying to save up as much money as they cut can. Him? They will probably cut him just based mm-hmm. off, of his, off of his uh, year alone. Um, maybe look to add a kicker in the draft or just try to find another guy off the streets. Young Way um, Koo. Young Way Koo, I guess. We'll <laughs> That'd be happen. awesome. I would love it, but uh, yeah, I don't see Crosby's had a hell of a career, but I don't see a way that he's on the roster next year unless he takes an insane pay cut. Yeah. Cascade Bear followed that up by taking Jakeem Grant for $5. He's actually been really good in limited work for the Bears. He's a guy that will get it and take it to the house, as you saw from the Packer game on Monday night. I think this was actually a really intriguing ad um, to kind of add on the bench if he had a spot for it. I actually put a bid in for Jakeem Grant as well. All his points are coming off the special teams, though. So, yeah, yeah if, if he if he does get featured in that offense, that'd be a good ad on his, on his end. I like him a lot better than fuck you, so <laughs> – Lefty got Randy Gregory for $6, so that's a nice IDP he can add. He just came out with a touchdown from the Cowboys, so Tyler might be chasing a little bit of points, kind of help him in the playoffs. And then, holy shit, here we go with the horrendous transactions. So Randy picks up (laughs) Justin Jackson, who I previously cut, for 30 
freaking fab dollars and then cuts them the next day. What? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that besides laughing? He was the um, only he was the only he, he put the only bid in on these guys and he spent damn near his whole entire budget. He's got nine dollars back. On four backs who probably won't even have you know, they're gonna be free agents, so we have no idea who the fuck they're gonna play for next year. They'll be free agents, and there's these are also four backs that are not going to start this week, with the exception of potentially some dude named Craig. Who the fuck are you, Reynolds? supposedly he's on the Lions yep we uh we went back and literally this all went down and honestly I I asked Randy what his motive was and Randy you know we he hasn't wasn't saying anything maybe just kind of keeping quiet or was at work and then Randy basically says to all of us my opponent who's Justin has two healthy running backs and I have never heard of the second and then just like that, he cuts Jackson. And just to kind of throw this in Logan's face, he goes, you vanished from the playoffs well before then. So, yeah, that, that describes our feeling towards Randy right now. So go Justin <laughs> for this Let's week. Let's go, Justin. Let's go, Justin. Also, I just looked up who Craig Reynolds is. He actually had like 12 points last week because Jamal Williams, COVID, and DeAndre Swift's shoulder. So he actually could start. That's not a bad pickup, but it was way overpaid. All the rest were ridiculous. I just had to troll him by adding Peyton Hillis and then um, Octavius Mathers. Hey, both those running backs might have the same floor as these four players he just picked up in the (laughs) offseason. Hey, I guess who the fuck is Craig Reynolds? He actually has a floor. The rest agreed. Yes. <laughs> Royce Freeman goes for $35. Okay. I David put in Johnson a $5 is starting. Uh, just in case he would be my spot starter in this week, but 35 was way too much for me. Just a laughable amount of money. Then we have Alex mm-hmm. Collins. He goes for $40. <laughs> And goes straight to the COVID list. That's a nice bid. Well done. <laughs> he's he's handcuffing his third string running back, Rashad Penny. And I mean, I don't mean his third string. I mean the Seahawks third string running back that was just kind of pushed into it because of injuries. Well, he's so just was waiting. that transaction worse than when Ryan handcuffed his tight end? Oh yeah. Okay. I, I agree. I just I, I'll never forget when Ryan handcuffed his tight end. So now we have a handcuff of a third stringer. Love it. Sorry to interrupt. I think I think Randy might decide. You know, there might be somebody out there that he might try to flip these guys for for picks. Um, <laughs> I just never know. That's more than likely considering who's in the draft for next for this uh, this upcoming draft. So. Uh, and additionally, Adrian Peterson is supposedly going to be back this week. So that's all the goal line work. So not only does that hurt Alex Collins, who's now out, but also Rashad Penny. Uh, just moves that we don't need to comment on any further. <laughs> all right, Justin, let's hear about those cookies. Cookies! Um, nom, 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 nom. Oh, nom, 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 nom. What do you got for us this week? Well, it was a pretty good week for cookies. Third um, place. Yes, um, it was pretty solid. Uh, 364.62 points. Um, we were about 35 off of our top score, maybe a little bit more, 35 or 40 off of our top score. But third place overall is pretty good. The We didn't have like super crazy high scores. It was just the consistency um, from the flex spots and RB, RBs running, wow, I can't talk right now. Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, flexes, they all were in the 30s, which or close to it, which really, really helped our score this week. Um, Danny had three. Sterk, myself, and Spaceballs each had two. Randy had one. Andy had one. Jake had one. And Logan had one. Sorry, Will. Um, at QB, Sterk had Josh Allen given 39.22 points. 
At the running back one this past week was Dalvin Cook against my opponent this week for Randy with 35.2 points. Running back two is the questionable James Conner for Danny with 33.5 points. Wide receiver one from last week was Devontae Adams for myself with 34.1 points. Um, and the win who helped Hank win that bet on PFT. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup was wide receiver two. Sorry. No. Breakfast Buddy was wide receiver two. Nope. Sorry. Two <laughs> Girls, One Cup was wide receiver two for Andy with 31.3 points. George Kittle had a monster performance for Space Falls with 34.1. And the flex spots, Danny had Hunter Renfro get him 29.7. The second flex, we had two weeks in a row with two tight ends, and I'm pretty sure it was both of the same guys each week. Uh, Mark Andrews for Jake with 28 and a half. That's kicker spot. We had the legend, Justin Tucker, with his first cookie of the year for Spaceballs with 15. Defensive line, Aaron Donald was a monster, and thank God he had that last sack uh, at the end of the game. Uh, 22 and a half points for him, for myself. Uh, at the linebacker spot, Cole Holcomb for Logan tied Aaron Donald as the top IDP last week with 22 and a half points. Tyran Matthew for Danny gets another cookie with 17. And at the IDP flex spot, we had Miles Garrett for Stirk with 22. If you look at the player totals, add it all up. Josh Allen with another cookie this week. Probably has an insurmountable lead with five. Uh, Lamar, Pat Mahomes, and Tom Brady. Oh, sorry, Patrick um, all have two. Uh, the running back spots, Christian McCaffrey continues to lead with four. Derek Henry, also, also out for a while. Uh, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, and Joe Mixon all have three. Wide receiver spots, we had someone pull ahead. Breakfast Buddy, a.k.a. Two Girls, One Cup, um, with five. Tyreek Hill and Devonta Adams have four. Debo and Justin Jefferson have three. And there's a host of players with one or two. At the tight end spot, we're getting some uh, competition for Kelsey, or sorry, Kels now. Um, Kels for Danny has four. Mark Andrews for Jake has three. And Kittle has three for Spaceballs. Kickers, we have three with two. Cool. Defensive linemen, Harold Landry for Andy, Nick Bosa for Will, and Miles Garrett for Stark all have two. Linebackers, TJ Watt continues his dominance with five, although Roquan Smith for Danny and Darius Leonard for Randy have three. Defensive backs, Kevin Byard for Little Slads with four, Trayvon Diggs for Spaceballs, and Tyran Matthew for Danny with two. So as I said before, we um, were third highest score with 364.6 two points we look at the team totals for cookies now stir continues his dominance with 30 d slacky after the week of three moves out of a tie for second into solo second with 21 points team pollock have 18 uh first also has 18 and a tie for third um following that we have 1499 back flipper and team little slads and um team WGL 1035 or the WGL JSP Alliance with 13 points. Uh, 200 mil all has 12. Team Palmer. Um, the JSP fan club president and Spaceballs, the FFT, all have 11. And the Justin St. Peter fan club have seven. So those are our football cookies from this past week. And I believe we're going to go straight into the last dance cookies. Am I correct? Correct. All right. So we'll move on to the last dance cookies, where the cookie team score was 445.5, which is the sixth highest of the eight weeks so far. We'll start off. Remember, we're only starting the top five and then three utility players of our 15-man rosters. Um, the top scoring point guard of this past week is Derek White for Andy with 51.75 points from the Spurs. Top scoring shooting guard flexibility, LeBron 54.75 for myself. Top center, 
Joel Embiid, also the top scorer, was 72 for Lefty and his dominant team. At the small forward position, we had Kelly Oubre, 54, Tyler. At the power forward spot, Nikola Jokic and his brothers, 61.75 for Will. In the utility spots, we had Giannis for Jake with 52.25, and then Deontay Murray, I believe he's in the Spurs, yep. or Andy with nine and a half. And then the Mr. COVID, Rudy Gobert for Logan with 49 and a half. If it wasn't for Rudy Gobert, we would not be even knowing what the Omicron is. Also accurate. <laughs> and we'd also still have people licking microphones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with eight weeks, Giannis has had a cookie in six of them. He continues to be our leader. Nicole Jokic and Rudy Gobert have four. Jonas Valanciunas, Harden, and LeBron James have three. Quite a few others have two or one. We look at the team totals. BP for the gold has 15. He is far and away the leader. With a tie for second with Bill Walton Smells Colors. I can't get over how much I love that name. And indoor furnishings with nine. Um, myself in retirement benefits fraud has eight in the fourth spot. We have a tie for fifth with Sprite plus lemonade, no ice, and legalized Kemp, my two fellow um, participants in this pod. Uh, C's get trophies, is in seventh. And of course, Young Guns has two in the eighth spot. <laughs> overall, of the cookies from this past week, I need to go eat one. We'll turn it over to what happened last week in For the Throne. Now, before we get there, I just kind of want to update the standings of the uh, last dance. So, continuing to be in first is Lefty at 8 0. Sadly, it looks like because of COVID, he has a lot of his main players out. He's looking to be 8 1. He's projected to lose by like 160 right now. No, 140. Oh my God. In second place, we have Bill Walton Smells Colors, who is 6 2. Third is C's get trophies at five and three, and then fourth is myself legalized count at five and three. Fifth in the five seed is Sprite plus lemonade no ice at three and five. The fifth place team. <laughs> oh God. Sixth is retirement benefit frauds Justin at three and five as well, and then seventh is indoor furnishings two and six, and a solid effort. In this past week, Ryan, who's actually scoring a good amount of points recently, he is 0 and 8. What the fuck are we doing, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so we oh, are going to toss it over to Will. Is that correct? Yeah, that's fine. To kind of wrap up week 14. And I know it has been a difficult week for Will. So if it gets to his week and he can't handle it, Justin and I will fill in. Okay. So week 14 was by far probably the biggest week of the season. Uh, we had multiple different matchups with playoff indications. Um, unfortunately for a lot of our um, basically teams hovering around the bubble, um, some bubbles stayed as is and some bubbles burst. The bubbles that burst, unfortunately, fortunately, were Spaceballs and myself. Uh, going into Monday night's game, there were basically three teams going for two spots. The three teams being D. Slatke, Justin, and then myself. Uh, it was reported about uh, 3 p.m. on Monday that Jalen Ramsey and Tyler Higby tested positive for COVID. Now, Tyler Higby would have been my starting tight end that night. Um, and basically I, I was left with no choice. So I checked the waiver wires and I found this good old guy named Kendall Blanton who had one catch to his name. 
good old Kendall Blanton was going to be the one that was going to hopefully lead me to a title. Well, the game went on Monday, and uh, it turns out that, you know, he was actually putting up a good game. Um, you know, Justin had Christian Kirk, and he also had Kyler Murray putting up points. Uh, if I remember right, from Beast Gladkey's <laughs> point of view, he had uh, James Conner, who was going off. And then he also had a few IDPs as well, if I can think back. Um, actually, no, he had Van Jefferson. So he had Van Jefferson and James Conner going off for him. So I knew going in, the odds were against me. At about under two minutes left in the ball game, Kyler Murray throws up a prayer on fourth down to Christian Kirk, thus ending the playoff hopes and dreams for Rocky Rococos. So just like that, after that play, I was eliminated. Sorry, I'm just collecting my thoughts. It's just, it's just very tough. Oh God, (laughs) Jesus. Well, good thing is it's dynasty it never ends <laughs> dynasty football never ends exactly so there the is silver no lining, off season. there is an no off season now you start prepping for next year the silver lining is i am now in the lottery yay when is that going to take place in a year historically that will be <laughs> down for specialist players so if and you have multiple if you have multiple first round picks i mean good for you but after Burks, I'm not sure who's all out there. So, yeah. um, I th- with with missing the playoffs and ending my season, I decided to completely strip the Rocky Rococo's franchise from my football team. Completely took all the names down, cut guys that left sour tastes in my mouth, including Zach Pascal. May he rest in peace. Um, I also, I think, I dropped um, a few of my taxi squad guys. Um, Abandoned, as Lefty said, Will's fantasy season, and then the memes came out. Um, but life went on. I'm on to bigger and better things, whatever guys do this time of year. Usually it's fantasy football, but for me, it's making a, do- a couple dozen snickerdoodle cookies and then eating them in 48 hours. So, <laughs> what Justin, what do you support that plan? I st- will fully support that plan. Um, if I would have been in Will's spot, I'd probably be doing the same thing. I'm not in Will's spot, and I might be doing something very similar anyways. But, no, it, it was it was a very good wrap-up to the end of our season. Um, drama basically up until the very end. And, and, that, and, that, and that's the awesome thing about, about this league is we, we, we have a lot of great teams and um, a lot of good friendly competition against all of us. And, you know, just the cards weren't in my favor. And I, I look forward to next year and – um, I'm all, I'm always excited about dynasty football and I, I love this league. I, I love everything about this league and everybody in this league, inclu- including Stirk daddy makes it great. So can't wait for next year. Oh, we had some time at the very, very end too, to see who was going to be fifth and sixth spot. And I remember when Logan originally, like Aaron Donald had the sack in the very last play of the game. And originally Logan just like send out like 17 messages like oh my fucking god you have to be kidding me because D Sladkey and I were in a complete tie for points for and had the same record which meant we would have been we wouldn't have known what the fifth and sixth place tiebreaker was until Logan went back and saw that I beat Danny in week eight and then all of a sudden sleeper corrected it a few minutes later so Danny beat me by 0.1 points on the year regular season year so which meant danny is the five seed i'm the six seed that was a wild 20-ish minutes as we were trying to figure out what the hell was going on yeah i was gonna if you guys had had played each other and split the season series i was i didn't have anything in, i went back and i looked in the constitution i don't think i had anything but like what the tiebreaker would be i was i was gonna do a dramatic coin flip we would have, yeah, you guys would have had to meet at like uh, a cops or something and um, do like a coin flip in the parking lot, like what they do on Friday Night Lights. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to pull up the Constitution one last time, see if there was anything on tie break. I don't think there was. Let's see. 
So, so just to kind of go over while Logan pulls that up, um, the top seed is Sturk at 14 and 0. He was able to pull off that victory. Jake got the second seed over Randy who lost to Sturk last week. So uh, Jake's at two and then Randy's at three. Andy was locked in at the fourth seed, no matter what. And then uh, five and six again were Dieselecki and Justin. So I just pulled it up. The tiebreakers were as followed. First is record. Second is points scored. Third is head-to-head. Fourth is higher strength of schedule. I don't know how I fuck I would calculate that. <laughs> I would have to go back and see, like, who you played and, like, the points that they scored or, or like, how they ranked on the week. I'm definitely going to remove that just as a commissioner and go right to coin flip, I feel like. Well, let, let me ask you this. So with, with your schedule, and you're the one that builds the schedule, there's obviously teams here. I don't. I did not play, like, Sturk Daddy twice. I played you twice. Um, there's just a few teams there that play everybody singly. So that I think that's how you would have, like, calculated that out, was just based off of the end of the year. So. Yeah, so you have to play three teams twice. I think what I did is I divided them, like, I might have done, I might have not done this right, but what I was thinking about doing is, like, Teams one through three in the standings for regular season, they'll play or like, sorry, one through four, they'll each play each other three times. Five through eight, they'll play each other three times. Nine through 12, play each other three times. I think that's what I did this last year for standings. Maybe I'm wrong though. Yeah. So did you want to go through this week's matchups or, or last week's or just what are you thinking? So I, I just did this week's. I'll I'll cover yeah, the I'll cover weeks. what's coming up in the playoffs. So sorry about us blabbering, looking at the Constitution. Not, something nobody really wants to do tonight. Let's get to football. <laughs> um, so hopping into our first matchup, which is the fourth and fifth uh, seeded matchup, it's between Andy and D Sladke. And as I pull up the matchup, Andy comments, "If the Rams go down, I'm screwed. Rip to my season." Well. Let's take a look at this current matchup. So right now, Andy is currently projected to win by about three points. It's fairly even and fairly close. Taking a look at Andy's squad right now, as she had mentioned, if any of the Rams go down, she is screwed. She's going to rely on heavily the Stafford and two girls, one cup combo, um, as they're kind of the last two healthy guys that are there. Uh, She starts a good tandem at running back between Javante Williams and Leonard Fournette. Uh, Her other wide receivers this week include Nelson Aguilar and Justin Jefferson. Her tight end will be Cole Komet going up against Minnesota on Monday night. I actually do like that matchup too. Uh, Swift is now out. So looking at who she could fill in at her other flex piece. Um, Not a whole lot of options here as I look down the line. Um, maybe Evan Ingram. Um, you know, she can't do Hopkins now because he's out for the year. Maybe Curtis Samuel. Um, her options are now limited there. Um, Melvin Gordon, if he's healthy, is another good start there too. Um, her IDPs include Landry, Edwards, Jenkins, and Schobert. Um, don't have to worry about the kicker. I, I guess we can. That's Ryan Supp- Suckup for the but Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Saints on Sunday night football. For Dislikey, he's got Patrick Mahomes currently as his starting QB tonight with his running backs. He's currently got Connor and Davis in place. Um, but I would think with Connor being hurt on the last play of that game, he'll probably try to swap him out there. His options might be Booker at this point or Williams for the Bears against the poorest Minnesota Vikings defense. His wide receivers include Stephon Diggs and Devontae Smith. Um, I do like that pair for him. Um, His tight end for tonight is Travis Kelsey. He's currently got Jarvis Landry in at his flex spot along with Renfro. Um, Expect that to change too. Um, His options there could be uh, Bum uh, Robbie Anderson or it could be Vance to make her dance Jefferson. There's also Adam Humphreys there too. His IDPs include Cam Hayward, Roquan Smith, um, Tyron Matthew, and uh, Jayon Brown. So 
Right now, it's a pretty deadlock, even matchup. Let's just hope that nobody falls on that COVID list or nobody gets hurt. So, should be a fun matchup to watch there. The winner, Justin, would they go up against Sturk or would it actually be um, pick your poison there for the top seed? Euler? Uh, I don't know if I'd want to. I, I, I think Sturk, Sturk is the pick the option, right? I, I don't remember. Where'd Logan go? Come right here. So would Sturk pick up his matchup next week or did no, we eliminate no. that? That got, that got ruled down. That's not happening. So then the, the, the winner of this matchup goes up against Sturk. Yep. Sturk will get the four or five winner. All right. So let's hope that we see a good matchup there. Our last matchup of the week. I'm not going to go into the toilet bowl guys. Those are not really <laughs> there. Um, the last matchup, which everyone will be watching, will be the Jordan or the Justin St. Peter fan club president against 200 million all. Um, as currently right now, Justin is projected as the sixth seed to upset the three seed. So let's take a look at the matchup here where Justin is favored by 10. He will start Kyler Murray uh, against the Detroit Lions. He's got Jonathan Taylor and Daryl Henderson as his running backs. I do love JT23. Uh, rest in peace trade. Uh, he's looking at his wide receivers. He's got Amari Cooper and Brandon Cooks. His tight end is Guse Gusecki going up against the Jets. He's got Devontae Parker in a favorable matchup as one of his flex pieces along with Devontae Adams. His kicker is Robbie Gold. I've got to mention the kicker there. And then his IEPs are Aaron, Darn Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, Justin Simmons, and CJ Mosley. Let's look at Randy's team where he's going to roll out Russell Wilson against the Los Angeles Rams. His running backs currently are uh, Delvin Cook and Nick Chubb. His wide receivers are Mike Evans and Julio Jones. His tight end is Dalton Schultz against the Giants. His flex pieces include Dallas Goddard and Rashad Penny. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. He's got former Viking Daniel Carlson as his kicker. He's got Chandler Jones, Darius Leonard, Harrison Smith, and Fred Warner as his IDPs. So as it sits right now, Justin would be uh, projected to win by 10, but anything can change, especially with what's to go on tonight, even though I don't see any, any players really going at all tonight for either team. So let's hope that that's a good matchup as well. Uh, the winner of this game would, or matchup would go up against Jake next week in the semifinals. Back over to you, Logan. Okay. So, uh, Will, since you and I are out of the playoffs, what do you predict will be the final four? Oh, man. Um, if I had to put a bet right now, um, I would definitely say Sturk and Jake. Those are the, the, those are the two that I would lock in. With the other matchups, I would say um, I'm going to go with D Slacky here with this one, and I'm going to go with Justin. So I think we're going to see a one versus five and a two versus six. Ooh, two upsets. That'd be wild. I think Justin's got a shot. The only thing that is of concern for him is that running back two position, as he knows. Everything else looking good. Like he's starting Devontae Parker, who's the wide receiver one. For the Dolphins against the worst defense. They were just talking about it on footballers today. They were like 695 out of 702 in like the last, I don't know, it was like 20 years or something like that for defensive ranks. It's just really, really bad. And then additionally, are you starting Gasicki? Yes, right? Yep. Gusa Gasick will be starting. So, wow. Two offensive weapons praying that they don't go down with COVID uh, against the Jets' terrible defense. That's great. Um, I was in. I was. I was very intrigued by the fact that literally no one in you or Randy on their on your teams is playing tonight. So you guys have nothing going tonight. Saturday, 
that's where it gets a little bit serious. That's when Jonathan Taylor slimes the Patriots. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Don't forget that COVID's running rampant through the Browns right now, too. Yeah, wild. So all, all eyes are on Nick Chubb. Because if Nick Chubb were to go down, Randy's last resort would be Ty Johnson. And it is reported that uh, who I would consider to be rookie running back of the year, Michael Carter, should be back for week 15. Well, he also has those five other running backs they picked up or whatever. Oh, yeah, for $105. That's true. (laughs) That's true. He's got options, guys. More than Um, that, I thought. $135. D Slacky and Andy's an interesting matchup because they just keep getting people to that are ruled out back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So it's just going to be a battle of who's the actual healthiest. The good thing for D Slacky, though, is he does have Mahomes and Kelsey going tonight. That should be a good start for him, you'd assume. However, Kelsey has scored 5.7 in the last two weeks, each of them. So not a great for what is considered the tight end one. I would assume he gets back on track. Uh, Chargers don't play the tight end position that well. So, let me ask you this: How confident are you in the Chargers' defense tonight? Uh, run defense, zero percent. Pass defense depends on if Derwin's playing. I haven't even seen the injury report yet. So, does this turn into the Clyde Edwards Hilaire and uh, and uh, I'm trying to remember who they're be- uh, Derwin's back, baby. Woo, that's huge. Does it, turn, does it turn into a conservative Chiefs offense tonight? I mean, if they if they really wanted to take advantage of the Chargers' weakness, it would be running the ball, which would be a Daryl Williams, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire duo. However, I don't know. It, it might just be a shootout. I feel like these games between these two teams are always shootouts. So I'm looking forward to this game that's going to start in about an hour. You guys going to be watching? What else am I going to watch tonight? Oh, cleaning up some things from uh, what Jake said the other week. Uh, Mark Andrews from, I think, week three or four, I don't remember exactly what he said, was the highest scoring tight end. Last week we said that was Kittle. Um, and I believe that Mark Andrews is now the wide, uh, the tight end one. I'll really? double check that paper. But it, the last few weeks that he's put up there, I think he's tight end one. Yep, he is. You're right. 34 overall. Wow. He had a 41-point game in week five. That's what. That's the one that was, he was the highest scoring tight end for. That's what we we thought last week with uh, Kittle. What, he was the, the top. But yeah, he had 11 crazy. catches, 11 for 147 and two. Holy God. Are we seeing a passing of the torch for the best overall tight end in football? Andrews has always been really good, I feel like. Uh I'd still give my put my money on Kelsey personally. I don't know what the hell is happening with Char- Chiefs making them so inconsistent this year. I'd go, but not nah, the interesting thing is, like let's say that we were restarting our league right now. Who who do you think is the tight end one? You think it's still Pitts, from what people are are saying, or no? No, tight end say- one would be Kelsey. You think Kelsey? I, think I was gonna. Kelsey. I, I think like I feel like we had Kittle. Well, Kelsey and Kill are pretty interchangeable. Yeah, and like Waller's been injured, so I I feel like he'd be like three or four. Hawkinson is out for the year. Plus, he does Sorry. not have a quarterback. So think, who's the new tight end for the Lions? Brock uh, Brock Wright. <laughs> nice. I think I think if I had to do it right now, I'd probably do like Andrews, Kittle, Kelsey, some in some order. I think Andrews first right now because he's a little younger. Um, but then it's probably Pitts and Waller, and then I don't know all shit beyond that. Fire Muth. Justin, where do you put Tunyon? He was last year. He was fantastic. This year, when he was healthy. Um, it was interesting. Um, he was so inconsistent that it was hard to tell when, um, where you could put him in for the rankings. You guys think you know how old Tunyon is? He's 26, 27. 26, 27. All right. He is 27. 
Is he back next year? Uh, so possibly. I, from, from what I remember, um, they basically had to end yeah, two-year two contract. Yeah, contract. Dude, so, so he, the Rams just put ten players onto the COVID list. The there none of these guys I really know except for Troy Reader and Von Miller. The rest of them are I would assume depth pieces because I never hear their names. Seahawks? Yeah, oh wow. That's uh Currently, so Andy Holloway, Logan, just reported the Rams have 25 players on the COVID list. Oh, my. What do the Browns have? I thought they have, like, 21. The, the Rams have more than the Browns? Wow. I guess the Browns have more players of impact. That's insane. 25? Holy shit. And the Bucks have, like, four or five. Okay, the Milwaukee Bucks, that is. Yeah. Okay, guys, do you have any last-second last thoughts here? We're going to close out. Yeah, so if you rearrange the letters in Urban Meyer's name, it actually spells by manure. Love Think that. about it. <laughs> it makes all the most sense in the world. Any last thought, Justin? JSP, President Fan Club, I love the alliance that we just formed. Let's go do it. Ride or die, motherfuckers. Let's <laughs> get to the final floor, Justin. Thanks for listening to this episode of the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. This was the week one playoff preview. We'll come to you next week to recap these two matchups and talk about the semifinals. We'll see you next time.